Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism, and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Saving life. 
of applause. He has an eye for talent. He really has an eye for talent. Hallelujah. In this church, what a wonderful church. In this church, talent is something that everybody has. With joy in our hearts. Let us welcome our sister Cinderella to give us a ministration. Wow, she looks beautiful. Sabah 
God. We really thank God. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Well, it's about that time to hear the word of God. Let us welcome our Father, our Founder, Reverend Daniel Haley. There's a wind blowing. into this congregation in the name of Jesus let your word come in power to heal to deliver and to save we thank you let impossible situations be fixed overnight in the name of Jesus we thank you we bless you in Jesus name Amen put your hands together for the Lord May, the month of May is a month of miracles. So I want to believe that in this month, each and every one of us will record a miracle. If you believe it, shout your loudest, Amen. 
There's a miracle in this month and it's got your name on it. Yeah. I feel it strongly. Yeah. I received a testimony this week. Somebody I don't know. She claims she knows me. Now, she said that a friend's child was in intensive care. Blah, 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 blah. Something, 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 then something. So, she said, I should pray for them. So, I prayed for them. 48 hours later, the child was at home. I said, 48 hours later, the child is at home. As I speak to you now, the child is at home. Your miracle is next. Miracle in this place with my name on it. You guys are trying to change the service. It's a miracle in this room with your name on it. Come on, sing it. There's a miracle in this place with my name on it. And there's a miracle in this room with Sit down in the presence of the Lord. You are changing the service to a miracle service. Wow. It's exciting to see all of you. We apologize deeply and greatly for anyone who's not getting a chair to sit on. Um, If there's a free chair by you, just give a wave so that somebody can come sit there. So, if you are standing, um, there are free spaces here. Just come. I don't think it's good for us to let you stand. So, wonderful. All right. Great, 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 great. This church is getting fuller and fuller and fuller. It's a blessing from God. All right. Well, this morning I'm excited to be with you on a Sunday morning. And. For um, a short time, I want to share with you the word of God. Hallelujah. So, turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter number 15. We're reading from verse number 1. The Bible says that, and they drew nigh nigh all the publicans and sinners, or they drew nigh unto him, or, or then drew nigh unto him all the publicans and sinners, and for to hear him. Alright. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured saying this man receiveth sinners and eats with them. And he spake a parable to them or he spake this parable to them saying what man of you having a hundred sheep if he lost one or if he lose one that not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that one. And when he had, that one which was lost, and when he had found it, he laid it upon his shoulder, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven for one soul that repented more than the 99 just person who need no repentance. Except what woman having 10 pieces of silver if she lost one that not switch on a candle or does not light a candle and sweep the whole house and seek diligently till she find it and when she found it she called all her friends and neighbors together saying rejoice with me I have found that one piece that which was lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God 
for that one soul that repented. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give unto me the portion of goods that falleth unto me. And the father divided unto them his living. And not many days later, the younger of them gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance on riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty farming in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to the field to feed swine. And he will fain have filled his belly with the hags that the swine did eat, for no man gave unto him. But when he came unto himself, he said, How many tired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish here in hunger. I will arise, and I will go to my father. And I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So he arose and he went to his father's house. But while he was a great while of his father saw him and had compassion on him and ran to him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted cow and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and he's found. And they began to marry. Put your hands together for the word of God. My God. Unbelievable. Now, Luke chapter 15 is a very special chapter in the Bible. In all the four Gospels of Jesus, Luke 15 is a special chapter. Because in Luke 15, Jesus speaks of three parables which are saying the exact same thing. The first parable, he talks about somebody with 100 sheep and he loses one. And he comes all over to find that lost one. And he says... It, there will be more joy in heaven for that one that has been found than the 99 that we have around. Then in the second parable, it talks about the lost coin. Where a lady has 10 pieces of silver, she loses one, and she lights a candle, sweeps the house, seeks diligently till she has found it. And she calls her friends to come and celebrate with her. And Jesus said that heaven will be wilder. The celebration in heaven over that one sinner that repents will be even wilder. Then he tells that famous story which we call the prodigal son. Where a man had two sons and one of them was lost. And when the lost son returned home, Bible says... The man's mood and excitement came. He became super excited. And he said, let us eat and be merry. Bring the best that we have. And let us be merry. And let's be excited. Why? Because when somebody is lost, he's dead. So he said to my son was a dead man walking and he's come back to life. He was lost and he's now found. That's why we are celebrating. Hallelujah. Three quick things I want us to learn from this set of parables we have read. And then we'll go home and drink Coca-Cola and Fanta. And we'll be blessed. Say amen. amen. Somebody say, yeah. 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 
This one was saying yay from Australia, so there was a delay. <laughs> Good. In all parables, the first thing you realize is that even when one was lost, the owner still had some left. Although one was lost, the owner still had 99 sheep left. And sometimes, as a church, we say the church is full. I mean, as you are sitting down, if your eyes work, you will see that the church is full. Now, that is not, that should not prevent us from going to find that one person who is still lost. This person still had 99, but she said, he said, I've got to find that one that is lost. Instead of going for bring back lost lover, she went for bring back lost sheep. I say it again. Instead of going for bring back lost lover, some of you have gone for bring back lost lover, and lover has still not come. But it says bring back lost, lost sheep. The one with the coins... Although she still had nine left. Because, I mean, what at all will you do with ten that you can't do with nine? I mean, it's, you, 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 can, you can almost do. I mean, you can almost. It's not like you have ten, you lost five, you are left with five. You, you've just lost one. Out of a hundred, out of ten. One. I mean, one out of ten. I mean, it's not much. I mean, I can do. I mean, what will you do with a hundred rands that you can't use 90 rands to do? If even you are in an Indian shop and the thing was 100 rands and you say you have 90 rands, the Indian will take it. Yeah. I mean, you can negotiate. So sometimes in the church, the one that we are missing, really practically, when you look in the church, I mean, as they sang, it's a wonderful church. What else will you add to the church? I mean, that one, what really? That one. I mean, before you came, the church was a nice church. And as you have come, the church is still a nice church. I mean, before we had stars, we had music. I mean, those of you have been here a couple of times. We always have good music. Before we had stars. So not having stars will not change anything. But having stars will change something. I said not having stars will not change anything. But having stars will change something. Getting that one lost person will change something. It will change something. It will change something. I mean I'm trying to imagine. Many years ago when I came to the church. I was this naughty boy who had come to the church. Um, the pastor was preaching. I was drawing the pastor, imitating the two out the preaching times, imitating the pastor. The pastor could have said, You know, I've seen a lot of stubborn boys, but your type of stubbornness, I think we don't want you in the church. We wouldn't have what we are having today here. That's it. That's the implication of it. We wouldn't have this, what you are seeing happening. We wouldn't have it. So in that same way, that one person walking at Imbali, that one person walking at Impumelelo, that one person at Woodlands, that one person at wherever, that one person moving around, who today looks totally insignificant and will not change anything in what we are doing, that person can easily be our pastor of thousands. Yeah. I came to the church in 1996. How many years? 22 years. 22 years later, we will, re- we will realize the real potential of that one soul. That one soul. That one soul. 22 years later. So today, I mean, we have some members today, they are actually a cost to us. No, is that truth? No, you don't have to say mercy. There was a point I was a cost to the church. Today, if I am allowed to say that, I make money for the church. So that one person, some of you who are here now, who are today a cost to us, one day you will be a prophet to us. 
That's my point. That's why I say, don't say mercy. We are saying it shamelessly. We are not afraid. Because one day, at some time ago, I was also like that. Somebody had to carry me. Somebody had to give me a lift. I used to live somewhere which was far from the church. And I was a little student. Somebody had to pick me to church all the time. Today, I pick people to church without a struggle. So, that one person, you may say, oh, may not really add anything to what we are doing. But I'm telling you, five years from now, ten, for some of you, that one person may be your children's pastor. Amen. They may be the reason why your children will not be daha smokers. Amen. Yeah. Yesterday, somebody took my children out to the movies. And as I dropped them off and I was watching, I said, I'm glad I invested in this person because that's my children's pastor moving over there. And all of you, let me just tell you, no matter how cool you are, your children don't see you as that cool. No, 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 no. It's your peers who think you are cool, but your children, they look at you and they are like, this timer. Yeah. Even those of you who are students today who think you are on. When your children come, Johnny, you see your nice, I don't know whether it's dreadlocks or rasta or afro or bushy, whatever it is. I mean, when you compare it to mine, I'm like, oh, this guy, this style is past. How many of you see it? Like, I mean, it's past. Can't he stop doing it? Do you get it? Your children were also going to say, well, what was daddy thinking? Is this, is he wearing a cap? Is he a helmet? But my children will find you very cool. That's why I am investing into you. So that you'll be my children's pastor. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they'll find you. They'll say, wow. We want to be with that guy. And when I say, let's go. When I told them, when I tell them, let's go here. They said, oh, no, Pastor Johnny said, we should come for a meeting. Can you go by yourself? Why don't you go with mommy? Don't, don't you like to go with mommy? They'll look at you and say, daddy, you are blessed. <laughs> we would rather go with Johnny. Pastor Johnny has called us one all night. And they'll be looking at me and say, grandfather, grandmother, these old guys, they, they don't understand modern things. So that one may be insignificant today, but one day will be something great. That's why we must reach out for them. That's why we must reach out. In the three stories, all of them have a beautiful end. They all end with a party. Maybe this is my final point. They all rejoice. The first one with the lost sheep, when they found the sheep, he called his friends, let us rejoice. And then in heaven also there was rejoicing. In the second story of the coin, when she found the coin, she said, let us, let us rejoice. They rejoiced and they rejoiced in heaven. In the third story, when the son came, the father was so excited. He was so excited that he said, let's kill the best calf in the house. Not just a calf, but the best and let's eat and be merry. Let's be excited, not let's get married. Because I preached somewhere, some, I had an interpreter when I said, and let us eat and be merry. Or, and they began to eat and be merry. He told the people that they ate and they got married. But they started to celebrate. The father was so excited, he started to celebrate. And the father celebrated a type of celebration that they had not seen before. Because when you read further, when the older son was coming, the Bible says, and the older son, the elder brother, came back from the farm or the field. And he had music and dancing. Okay. Then he called one of the servants. Then he asked a question that reveals something. He says, what meanness this. It's, it, what it meant, he couldn't interpret or understand 
what was happening. It means something like that had never happened before. Something like that had never Because, I mean, if you were going home, you hear, you hear music and dancing, you know what it is. But he didn't know what it was. So he, he called himself and said, what's the meaning of this? What's that? What are they doing over there? He couldn't understand. The father hadn't done anything like that before. Then the servant had to explain to the son, the older son, thy, thy brother has returned and your father has killed for him the fatted cow. It was the first time. He had never seen the father. He never knew that the father had moves and dances. So when he came, saw the father is just dapping over the bit. He said, hey! Baba! Where's Anton? Where's Anton, Baba? What's happening? He said he's having a party. He has become excited. This piece of scripture reveals to us what makes God happy. What makes heaven happy. What makes the angels celebrate. One of these days, God is going to have a party for you. It reveals to us. And the reason was the same. You know, the, when I picked up my children from the movie, they all had one complaint. I could have told them before, but they didn't listen. So, sometimes you have to let people experience things. Like that. They went to watch, okay, let me not, but they went to watch a movie. And they said the end was not good at all. So I said, what happened to the end? They said that, they said the end was horrible. They were complaining throughout. Instead of appreciating my time for coming to pick them up, they were complaining. They took the anger of the movie onto me. I mean, they took their anger on me. They took it out on me. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So I said, why is the end horrible? They said, the bad guy, instead of the bad guy dying, rather the bad guy did not die and the good guy, I think, died or something like that. They had been tricked. The people want to make a part two of the movie. If you have watched Black Panther, they tricked us at the point that the, the king of Wakanda, the Black Panther died. Then he reappeared. I mean, if you fall from that place to the, to, I mean, you still survive. Then you are a real Black Panther. So they were very, very sad because the end was not beautiful. But in this story, the end was beautiful. Because the people knew, all the people in the story, they knew what to do to make God happy. Sometimes we want to make God happy as a church. Sometimes as individuals, we want to make God happy, but we don't know what to do. Sometimes we do. if I give an offering, God will be happy. Or if I come to church, God will be happy. Or if I pray, God will be happy. Or if I read my Bible, God will be happy. All these things are nice, but there's one sure thing that when we do, God becomes happy. And that is when we turn a sinner who's on his way to hell, to repentance and come to Jesus. Today, I believe God is very happy with us. You are the evidence that God is happy with us. You are the evidence. Your baptism and your salvation is the evidence that God is excited with us. Many of us don't care what happens to the next person. I'm on my way to heaven. My church, we have very nice church. What a wonderful church. We believe in Anakazo. We believe in Biazo. We believe in Anadea. When you come to my church, you will see Lady Pastor Della. When she preaches, you will see that thunder is falling from heaven. It's a beautiful t- We are We are in exciting times. We are very, very happy. But that neighbor you are talking to, that colleague at your workplace, that colleague, that person on your flat, at your flat, on your line, on your floor, around you, at work, at school, that person is busily sinning and going to hell. But we don't bother. We don't bother. Because we don't care whether God is happy with us or not. We don't care. I told him once he didn't listen, so he should go to hell. Then when you are writing exams, you start praying. Oh God, although I've not studied Everton Plus, I pray for this lecturer. May he have amnesia. May he not remember the areas that I've, I've not studied so that all his questions will come from only where I've studied. Oh, please God, God, please. Please God, God, please. Please God, God, please. 
Look, instead of pleasing God and God pleasing, please God. Make God happy. Make God happy. Tent somebody. Tent all those who are doing percent. I can tell you from my heart that God is happy with you. Because you are changing people's lives. You are changing people's lives. Maybe even you yourself, your life is so wayward. I mean, your life is so wayward. I mean, when you think about it, the number of don't answer one, two, three, four, five that you have on your phone. Oh. When you look at it, you can see that when God gets me. So, sometimes that's how you see some bad people, they are still moving around. You think that because of the way they are bad, God will kill them. But sometimes their badness turns people to Christ. One day, a pastor got to heaven. A certain pastor got to heaven. And just when he got to heaven, another guy came to heaven. Obvious sinner. He just gave his life to Christ at the last minute. When in an accident he was dying, then somebody said, give your life to Christ. Okay, that one is also a good idea. And then he escaped to heaven. So they were at the gate. And Angel Gabriel came. Then, he, the pastor was coming with all pomp and pride. And he came. And then they showed him his small cubicle. They said, that's your cubicle. Then, just around that time, they showed this guy who had escaped to heaven a mansion. Then, the pastor got angry and said, Gabriel, look, how can you do that? How can you do that? I was a pastor. I was preaching. And this guy rather gets a mansion and I get a cubicle. And if it's not a big cubicle, but a small cubicle. Call me the manager of heaven. So they called the manager. Then the manager came. When the manager came, the manager said, look, pastor, easy, easy, let's explain to you. Now look, you were preaching. We all know. But whilst you were preaching, people were sleeping. This guy, he was a taxi driver. His driving was so reckless and so bad that each time he takes passengers, they keep shouting, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, help me Lord, save me Lord. So, through this taxi driver, more people heard the name of Jesus than you, Mr. Pastor. why he's getting a mansion. Yeah, anytime you sit, you sit in his taxi, you have to give your life to Christ because look, the robot is red. The robot is red. He's at the other robot. He will cross that robot and come and cross this robot. Everybody in the in the taxi will be shouting, Jesus, Jesus, oh God, save us. So they explained to the pastor that this taxi driver spread the name of Jesus even more than you, Mr. Pastor. Some of you are sitting in the church. Taxi drivers are spreading the name of Jesus more than you are spreading the name of Jesus. There's another story about a prostitute, but because of the age restriction of the service, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. How are we going to make this change happen? We are starting from next Sunday. We are going to go after that one soul Amen. that is lost. Amen. That one soul to bring joy in heaven. Amen. Next Sunday, Melissa, keep your eyes on me whilst I'm preaching. Next Sunday is our first invitational Sunday as a church. Everybody, don't let a taxi driver get your crown. 
everybody be determined. I'm bringing back one lost soul. I'm bringing in all our churches. I'm bringing back one lost soul. Decide who the person is today and start chasing the person. Don't say, I'm waiting for I meet somebody in the street. No, somebody in the street, where will you meet the person again? Decide who the person is. By the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you have made the decision and you target the person. And you are on the person for the next six days to bring the person to church on the seventh day. One person. One loss. One loss. Next Sunday. First invitation. This is our first step. I believe as we do this, they will get God's attention. Some of you have prayed for a miracle for so long. This is the step that will bring that miracle. This step will unlock something good for you. This prodigal son, when he got to his father, had a party for him. His life changed. Even everybody, all the servants, their lives changed. Because there was a party going on. May there be a party in your honor. May you cause God to have a party. May you cause God to become excited. May you cause God to become nice. May you cause God's mood to change. One soul. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.